Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Hi, Treasures. This is Ben LaCrim. Hi, this is Courtney Hack. Hi, I'm Adriana Delano. Hi, this is Darian Lake. Hi, I'm Bianca Del Rio from RuPaul's Track Race Season 6, and I'm listening to Flame On Podcast. Sadly, I'm listening. Mm. Welcome to Flame On Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brian the Bear. I'm here with Oral. That's me. And we are here with the lovely and talented Jared. Hi. And that's it. That's all you get tonight. But we want to kick right in, because we are a gay and geeky podcast, and we love all things gay or geeky. And one of the things that has been probably the geekiest, at least for some of us, in the last couple weeks is Captain America. The Winter Soldier. This is the follow-up to Captain America, colon, the first Avenger. It's a follow-up to every Marvel movie they've put out so far. And it is part of that shared cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. And it is amazing. We, I think, uh, Oral and I saw it. Yes. And we both really liked it. You know what? Take, even taking out the comic book elements, solid movie. Very well done. Very well crafted. Um, Yes, there are some things that were kind of like telephoned in, like, I can't stop thinking about my former partner, Bucky. I don't know who this person is. <laughs> I don't know why we keep making really close-up, tight shots on on Bucky's eye and the Winter Soldier's eyes. And, oh my God, they're the same person! So needless to say, we will be spoiling a hell of a lot of stuff. If you have not seen the movie, please step back. But if you are, either you've got to see the movie or you're a comic fan, you knew this was coming. And I think both of us, I know both of us, were pretty much ready for that reveal. Yes. We've known about it for a long time. Uh-huh. It is cool. Uh, with Brubaker, 
did it, I think back uh, six, seven years ago. It was really one of those neat moments in comics where you're like, oh, they're never going to bring Bucky back. Oh, Bucky, no, no, no. But then they introduce the Winter Soldier, and you're like, that's a cool character. I like that. Mm-hmm. Pretty neat. And then you find out, oh, shit, that's Bucky? It was yeah. kind of a cool reveal. So seeing the rest of the world kind of catch up to that this movie was kind of neat. But it didn't have that same impact for us. No. Similarly, seeing, again, big, big plot uh, reveal here, Seeing Hydra invade and sort of take over S.H.I.E.L.D., that's not the first time they've done that. Well, and it's not an invasion. It's a systemic issue. They've been there since the beginning. Yes. Uh, with Zola. Which, by the way, probably the most awesome way they could have done Zola. Mm-hmm. I mean, short of having him actually walking around with the monitor on his chest like we see in the comics. Nope. Which would never fly in this kind of cinematic universe. If we've learned nothing from Wild Wild West, (laughs) don't just automatically show up with a robotic body, spider, or otherwise. Yes. Uh, But seeing how they pulled that off, and and, and, and for fanboys particularly, getting that face in the screen uh, of of Toby Jones as Zola is awesome. Which is, boiled down to it, that's what Zola is. Yeah, that's what you wanted to see. Yeah, um, and a an old kind of like Mad Menny sort of like supercomputer. Yeah, with the yeah, tapes with the running. Tape. With fun. the tapes, yes, yes. So, um, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I thought Falcon was very well well realized. You know, if I gave a damn about Falcon, I, and I will admit, I really like what they did with his character. He's more because you know, as we finally see. Beyond the Shadow of a Doubt, these movies get their creative like roots from the Ultimate Universe. Oh yeah, totally. Triskelion, which is supposed to be in New York, but yep, whatever. Yep, yep. But like once I saw that, I'm like, okay, so now Ultimate, yeah. whatever. But um, seeing him as more of like the Sam Wilson, very smart, intelligent person, yeah. um, that he is. I like what they did. Still can't stand character. He doesn't talk to birds in this. Good. He does not have a pet falcon. Good. What's his name? What? What's his name? Wait, no, that's Harvey Birdman. Yes. What's who? What's nobody gave the right to ask. Well, nobody cares. He doesn't do any of that. He's just another soldier. What's cool is he's a veteran, and he is dealing with post-traumatic stress, I believe, of some of his like you know friends dying, and it's cool that that was the end for Cap seeing Cap dealing with some of those same issues, and that's their connection, which is a very valid, very believable connection. Yeah. Now, Black Widow, amazing. Stole so many of the scenes. Scarlett Johansson, yes. Very, very, very good representation of the character. Does not play her too innocent. In fact, very much the opposite. Very, you know, she's got her dark past. Well, she, and she doesn't give you that jaded sense that you kind of got an Avengers, she gave you season. Yeah. Like, she's just, this is the mission. She's an operative. Exactly. This is her life. And he, Cap comes at it, even though he's in the, um, which I love that they put him in the costume that he had when he came back as a S.H.I.E.L.D. operative. Yes. Uh, I mean, later, U.S. Like, agent? Yeah, U.S. agent. You yeah. kind of, like, like that was a cool costume. And I, I love the look of it. No, no, no. Super Soldier. Super Soldier. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. He's still not. He doesn't fit well in the world of Shield. No, not at all. He never does. No. So but he never learns. That's the best part. Yeah. 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 He, he's too much of an idealist. Whereas 
Black Widow is very much a realist and, and, and a person who belongs in that world. And seeing that interplay, it really deepened their relationship in a cool way. That again, because it's a shared cinematic universe, it builds on to their relationship in the Avengers yeah. and their relationship in the future in whatever movie they're in together. Mm-hmm. So that's a really cool thing. And, uh, Emily Van Camp as Agent 13. They didn't give her shit. Like, they didn't give her shit. And the fact that they, they, they said she was Sharon. They yeah. didn't even ever show that she's Sharon Carter. Nope. Like, that's kind of a long game. You know, do you know what it was? It was, oh, you should really go by your first name, Robin. <laughs> um, oh, speaking of Robin, uh, Robin Shabatsky from Talking About Your Mother, uh, as Maria Hill, was in the first Avengers, back in a really good role in this. Uh, yep. That was cool. Mr. Samuel motherfucking Jackson, great Nick, like, this is the most Nick Fury I've seen of Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the Nick Fury I really like. Yeah. He's not a part of the big machine. He is the little guy doing his thing, you know, turning over whatever's, trying to figure out how to stay. Stones. Turning over stones, trying to figure out how to stay one step ahead of Hydra, one step ahead of everybody else. Like, that's a cool Nick Fury, uh, sort of on the run, and that is what we got coming. Because, if you didn't know, and we're going to kind of segue this, I think, into our TV segment here, the earth-shattering change in this movie is they get rid of S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D. pretty much folds from inside because yeah. of all this leading to a status quo I saw or status quo change of, you know, this whole big machine that pretty much brought everybody together in the first place has been dismantled, at least at the macro level. You know, you may have little pockets of S.H.I.E.L.D. survive and other Shield things cells. come out of no. it, yeah. But you know, you also have Hydra staying little pockets, and it really does sort of reintroduce Hydra to this modern world. So yeah, they had to bring balance to this. Oh yeah. Now I will say that Robert Redford's role in the movie was interesting because I had actually had somebody tell me he was a Red Skull, and you kind of see it where you're like, yeah, I can see that might have been at one point in one of the drafts they might have thought maybe we should make he should be the Red Skull, like you know how Red Skull. Will uh, yeah. Possess, you know, and they did this in the Cap comics uh, with Blue Baker, but they didn't go there. They really kept Robert Redford's character just a he's a true believer in the Hydra cause, you know, which is the world needs order, and we are ready to give it to him. We want to take over, uh, to keep them in order, and you know, maybe kill off a couple twenty billion or whatever. Yeah, or uh, twenty million. But um, yeah, they kept Robert Redford's character pretty much just that's his cause, and that's it. So he wasn't. Big monopoly. But at the end of the movie, instead of Red Skull, they show what? Von Strucker. Which is kind of cool. And I didn't realize, I didn't see that coming at all. And the, the reveal of Miss uh, Scarlet Bitch herself. Oh, so I, my friends were staring at me. <laughs> and they saw me slowly, like, shrinking into myself, uh-huh. creating an event horizon. <laughs> and. After the whole, like, everything was said and done, I screamed, I'm so pretty. And it's like, I could watch that over yes. and over again. You're as, that entire, you're as pretty as an Olsen. That, I'll, I'll take it. That <laughs> entire movie to that point, Olsen. which was super great. Loved every minute of it. Very stylized. Very well thought out. Completely became a relevant point. Because it's all about Avengers 2. Well, and that's how they've been doing it. I mean, Thor... To introduce Guardians, well, yeah, no, Cap introduces Avengers Two, which after Guardians, I, is no, the next I, one. what I'm saying is, 
Oh, yeah. I threw out that entire movie. I got and you. That's what I left with. Can I? Can I be honest with you? Yeah. So I knew that Guardian or um, uh, Avengers two had a uh, Quicksilver and, and Scarlet Witch, and I also knew that Days of Future Past had both of them as well. And when I saw the Quicksilver guy, I was like, hey, that's look like the guy from American Horror Story. Where's his crazy silver hair? Yeah. So I had a momentary, like, old man moment where I'm like, oh, wait, that's weird. Oh, that's right. I think actually Pat pointed it out to me. It's like, that's the... Okay. So, that's no. kick-ass. Yeah. Not Kyle. Oh, is that who's playing him? Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't know that. See, mm-hmm. from the clip, hard to make out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're both just kind of doing crazy things. They're younger, too. Yeah. It's... Early 20s. Okay. Uh, but what's interesting is the way they introduced them is Strucker is kind of talking to Hydra agents and whatever, and basically is like, you know, something about the Age of Miracles. So it looks like with Age of Ultron, they are going to really go for, if not mutants, some kind of naturally occurring... Metas. Yeah, metas. Metahumans. Yeah, whatever. Inhumans, whatever, I don't Ooh, care. I really, I don't care. I'm <laughs> in it. I look great, if, you know, and we only got like a small, just a tasting uh-huh. of hex bolt. I'm up. Hex bolt, yeah, she's like crushed a little huge. So let's move into Shield. Now you're not watching Shield, right? You're Agents of Shield. I will pick it up from Shield is destroyed. Probably okay, and and you know it's not a bad place to start. In fact, in some ways, what we never expected. I mean, I guess I kind of thought maybe they would do this, but not not to the extent that they have. Is they really lined up what happens in Shield Agents of Shield with the movie? Mm-hmm. So one week before the movie, you have some uh, plot thing where they're trying to figure out who's clairvoyant, this guy or this person or whatever, and you have a reveal that it might be this guy in a wheelchair. And Agent Ward, one of the characters, shoots him cold blood because he doesn't want to do anything else bad to Sky and some of the rest of the team. Well, then they kind of have before that, like Agent Sitwell tore a hand. And the other guy, Blake, Agent Blake, they're all there, like in this episode before the movie, and they're in helping him investigate. But Sitwell gets called away, and of course, as we saw in the movie, Sitwell is involved in the Hydra stuff, which kind of sucks. Because Sitwell, going back and reading the old Shield books, was uh, with uh, Skaranko. <laughs> Sitwell was a big part of that, so it was kind of cool to have an old school guy with all the experience. Well, he's obviously the bad guy, take care of him in the movie. So he's gone, but Victoria Hand is in the whole thing after the movie, the next episode, where they play with the idea that she's actually Hydra as well. And over the course of the episode, you find out that actually, no, she's true S.H.I.E.L.D., but the Bill Paxton character, they brought him in at some point. Yeah, I heard Bill Paxton. He's the the traitor. He's the clairvoyant. Because they're clairvoyant, because they basically know everything. They know what's one step ahead of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's because they're S.H.I.E.L.D. They're just high-level shield. Mm-hmm. So, and then, this guy, Ward, who's kind of a love interest for one of the actors of the characters, he turns out to be bad as well. So, it's really taken, he's a core character, he's been a yeah. yeah. So, it's really taken this team, and their whole motive operanda, I mean, their motive operandi, they're, they're shield agents. In fact, this guy, the outsider, pretty much character, the hacker character, she just became a shield agent proper. And now, shield is no more. So you've taken this idea of this, of this show where they're all agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and you basically just, nope, we're going to change and it's going to be something else now. And, you know, I... That's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, it's cool. 
and I was reading an article and it was like, you know, we couldn't allude to any of this because Captain America's work was like a turning point. Yeah. And what I will say to you, while that that may have been the case, it doesn't excuse lackluster story. No, it doesn't, but it explains it. And here's why. I feel like they had to vamp. They didn't either they didn't give themselves the right amount of time to do the story they needed to tell. Or they realized, oh wait, we're not going to line this up, so we need to kind of, we need to vamp. We yeah, need to kind of take our I, time to I, get to this point. I get that, but it's not like you didn't know what Cap was going to be. Sure. You had ample time yes. to get your ducks in a row, and it fell flat. It's not like telling the publisher where they go, all right, we're lining this big event up, we're doing all this. Oh wait, this key book, Forever Evil, gets bumped <laughs> by like a month and a half or two months. <laughs> Oops, so now we got to do something. Let's throw a fill in issues. Or, oh, you know what? Let's just spoil it and put issues out. Whatever. It's not like that. You're right. They had ample time. They could have done it better. And it did cost them a lot of viewership. In fact, supposedly they didn't get a good bump in the ratings after the movie. Which is, again, it's a shame because if you really like the shared universe idea, this is the first time since the X-Files. Mm-hmm. I think they were the last ones to really pull this off. Where they had movie or TV show to movie, sort of back in the TV show continuity. And X Files did it in between seasons. This is you know, yeah. right after the thing comes out. So so it's really cool. And I mean, now is a good time because they've kind of reshuffled everything. Colson's still awesome. I mean, regular Gregory Clark, amazing. Yeah. It's so much fun. So. Right, is anybody watching Cosmo? I love Cosmo. Yeah? It's so. I'm not doing anything right now. I'm going to sit down and, you know, watch Neil deGrasse Tyson tell me a story about, like, famous scientists, and we're going to go into space, and we're going to imagine some things. It is it is everything that I would want. Now, did you watch the original at all? I've watched bits and pieces. Okay. The, the biggest thing about the show, other than the fact that the production values are amazing, Sky high, they are sky. High. And even the animated stuff, which some people have had little weird, they're like that's weird. It's just like, it's stylized. It's stylized, yeah. Um, I love the beats where they refer back to Carl Sagan's show because a lot of the material is the same. A lot of it's mm-hmm. very different, but you see those core things coming through, and then he gets personal and kind of brings it back to Carl Sagan, and that reverence for what Carl Sagan did thirty years ago. Is is really impressive, and I'm I just I'm in love with the show for many reasons. One of which is because I just think Neil deGrasse Tyson is amazing. He's to me, he's not Carl Sagan. I still I still really something about the cadence of Carl Sagan's voice, like the way he would deliver his millions and billions. Like, yeah, like that just entranced me. I love it. But Neil's got a great take that has like this energy that mm-hmm. Carl never had. I mean, let's face it, Carl, yeah, no, a little bit pedantic, a little bit you know millions and billions. But Neil's Neil's spark. just like, aren't you excited to be here with yeah. me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm thrilled that the show exists. I'm thrilled that Seth MacFarlane is part of it, and mm-hmm. you, you see that come through in that he does voices for some of the characters that they are depicting. Do you know Patrick Stewart? Yes. In one of the ones, which is a, a buddy of MacFarlane, you know, from Family Guy and American Pie or whatever. So, no, it's, it's beautiful, and it's still going. I don't know how many episodes they're doing in total. But it's I don't a know, but I, yeah, I'm enjoying it. So please check it out. It's on FX or, or Fox. Does anybody watch Helix? I have not watched Helix. 
I just want to talk about because they just finished their season and they didn't get renewed. See, it's, it's this weird show. It didn't or did? It did. No, it did. Okay. So it's very, um, at first it's very bio, not Bioshock, it's very um, Resident Evil. Oh, with the evil the corporation virus, virus and turns that, them into zombie-ish yeah. things. Uh, yeah, that was my one. Yeah, well, but here's the thing. That's what it is at first, and then it takes a really weird turn with the whole evil corporation. And they have become, and the way the show, the first season ends, is it's going beyond this day-to-day sort of virus outbreak, how do we contain it, yada, yada, thing. And it's something completely different. And there's a bit of a sort of sense of vampires. Not that they're vampires, but this idea that some of these people in the vault involved are very old, mortal, almost old, you know. Mm-hmm. And they've been running this thing forever, and they, they're just, whatever. So there's that whole kind of intrigue element. And then the uh, twists and turns of the show, each character sort of relates to each other in ways that you didn't see at first. Uh-huh. You know, they don't show at first. But over time, you realize, oh, that's this guy's, you know, brother. That's this guy's mother. Or, you know, you see these connections form. And that's kind of a cool, like, soap opera sort of angle. Okay. Um, so, no, and it's been renewed for second season. Ronald Moore of Battlestar Galactica is involved mm-hmm. in some way. Also, the guy who did The Middleman. You ever watched The Middleman? No. Now, we never say his name right, so I'm not going to try. But he's been a kind of cool guy who's bounced around some projects, including Lost. And he's a part of the show, too. So um, when it comes back, I believe, next year, if you're interested in sort of that sort of confluence of, like... Zombie you know, outbreak can't do it. It's yeah. not even zombies that anymore. More. They kind of got rid of that. that. No. But they're like, they were it's there. like, it's the they plague. Were it's they like were. plague out. Uh, I, Continuum started again. I haven't watched the first episode okay. of Continuum. Yeah. Season, but I love that series, so I will. I'm actually interested in that Dominion show, too. That's another one coming out soon. Mm. Oh, and then, of course, um, uh, Defiance comes back. Defiance comes back. Uh, Warehouse 13 comes back for its final season. Saw that, yeah. I'm excited about that. Sorry, Brian. My interest picked up recently playing. And uh, it's a new stable uh, debunking a lot of uh, black things. You saw that, yeah. Saying that the organism actually was airborne. So the... Uh, the rats caused the thing and... So the, uh, the medieval surgeons were correct by wearing the uh, plague doctor masks. No, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that makes just just common sense. That's why people in, in Hong Kong wear the wear the face mask for the SARS. I I was they they don't just wear it for SARS. Oh, it's very rude of you to be sick and not put on a mask. Oh, okay. You, you still feel like I've d- I've done it. Yeah. Because it's just like you're. You're all packed like sardines. There are millions of people on oh, but so much bit of land, um, even when you're on the peninsula. So don't be a jerk. I didn't, I never realized that. That's interesting. It makes sense though. Sorry. No, no, that's oh. good because yeah, I I had read that same one. Uh, let's move on. Uh, so gay news. I want to briefly touch on. We're all dating somebody. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> or several somebodies in some cases. <laughs> I'm not calling anybody out. I could be an oral. Hashtag no, you oral. don't. No, um, well, hashtag immoral oral. Exactly. It's a legitimate thing. Do you know now people will walk past me, and sometimes I don't remember exactly where I know them from. They're like, oh, hey, how are you? Da-da-da-da-da. They're like, oh, my God, no, I'm good. It's great, blah, blah, blah. You know, playing it off. I'm like, well, you know, I'm going to be over here. Like, let me know if you need 
okay, yeah, bye, you know, nice see you. Hashtag more or I walk off. I'm like, God damn it, Patrick! I got dubbed hashtag more or I bury open. I know night, about that. And it, it stuck. Good. That was the whole uh, point, I think, yes. wasn't it? But no, the uh, the gay news I want to focus on was Ohio. O-H-I-O. Yeah. So Ohio now has to recognize gay marriage. And this started with, uh, actually I think it was a court case. Yeah, it was a judge. It wasn't the people who wrote the sentence. But basically, uh, I think one judge and then maybe today a second one said, nope. You gotta recognize marriage outside of Ohio. Like if they're if you're married and wherever else it uh, is legal in Ohio now, you have to be recognized. That's pretty awesome. I'm I was very pleased. Because Ohio's one of those and it's weird because you have a lot of working class people who are kind of unionized and more traditionally democratic, but socially conservative. And so unfortunately now you have a court which activist judges and all that, you get them coming and saying, You've got to recognize gay marriage and I'm excited for my friends in Ohio. So they can you know, I funny, funnily enough, I think Orlando is like a mecca for gay Ohioans. Yeah, Ohioans, 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 Ohioans. Watch out, we're getting a letter. I know. Um. So anyway, we're very happy for our gay Ohioans. Now. Video games. What I'm excited about is Mario Kart 8 is coming. No, when's that come out? Uh, um, end of the month. Is it that soon? End of the month <gasps> or beginning of next oh month? Oh my god! All I know is I I've watched the videos for it. The only two things I'm excited for are the new Smash Brothers because I'm excited about the new characters. I'm really gonna work on Mega Man, not just Zelda and Pit. Right. Um, but the new Mario Kart. One looks gorgeous, but you know, Nintendo never puts out a game that looks bad. No. And two, a lot of the, you get ATVs as the new vehicles. Okay. Um, there are times where you're just like running, um, alongside a wall, kind of like crouching tiger style with like these like anti-gravity mag oh, things. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Um, and I was looking at the reviews of the gameplay. And so, you know how like, in Mario Kart, you will go over, like, giant ramps, or, like, in the Grumble Volcano one, you go up the DK Cannon, yeah. and you're just, like, soaring up, and it drops you down. Uh-huh. Now, when you do that, you actually have this, like, kind of, like, hang glider extension that comes oh, out. That, they they added that in 7. No. No? No. This oh. is new. You, like, have this little hang glider thing, and you control... You control. Wait a minute. Are you thinking seven or Wii? No, Mario Kart one Wii. One on the 3DS. Oh, okay. Yeah, probably. Yeah, not yeah. They added that in 3DS. Yeah, and it's, well, you, it's awesome. It's yeah, great. I'm, ex- I'm yeah, so yeah, excited yeah. for that. No, I, I'm, I am a. My brother and I, I wish I wish Jeff was here because like we played Mario. We played the shit out of Mario. I love me some double double dash. Is still one of my favorites. Love me some double dash. That was a good one. I, what was the one they introduced to Rainbow Road? I it's Rainbow Road. Because Rainbow Road, and I don't mean this is gay things, honestly. It's yeah. a fucking bitch. It's Treacherous. Yeah. It's treacherous, but it's like I just love it. It's kind of relaxing, and then it deceives you. you no, fall, it's not. You it's fall not off the relaxing face of at all. No, no, no. But like it deceives you into relaxing. Fuck the rainbow. It's kind of like using amyl nitrate or whatever the fuck that drug is. Yeah. Poppers. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's relaxing it's and hypnotic. deceptively relaxing. Deceptively. I don't know the experience. I've just been told it, but I'm saying 
it, it, it deceives you. It lulls you into a false sense of security before you know it. Oh my God! <laughs> we're not even. We're not even. We're not even, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Just know that it's that's just one joke that was visual, and I I refuse to translate. <laughs> I refuse to translate. If you would like to speculate on what that joke was, you should write us. That yeah, way. totally. If you blame <laughs> on podcast email, on Twitter, I will tell you obscene <laughs> gesture. Um, <laughs> no, I I'm very excited about this new Mario Kart. I mm-hmm. I very much look forward to. Although I don't, well, I do have the controllers. I would love to have Mario. Mario a Kart Party because That'd be awesome. it is just one of those games like Super Smash Brothers that is such a a fun community just crazy oh it's just so much fun and, and Mario Party is the other one yes Mario which, I I I am obsessed with Mario when Party when are they gonna come out with one for our for it's the coming Wii U, for the it's, Wii U. it's coming it's coming eventually I because I hated Mario Party yeah. it just it just wasn't as good as seven it wasn't like it wasn't a six. Mm. It wasn't a seven. See, I played like the first one, and I don't remember it well enough, and I didn't keep up. So I'm very excited because I know Pat's a big fan of Mario Party, and I'm uh, so excited. I'm excited too. Don't steal my stuff. So let's move on to comics because there's a lot, but not too much. Actually, it's been a very busy period. Lots of number ones for Marvel. Uh huh. Lots of vamping from DC. Uh huh. Some indie stuff that's uh, pretty good, pretty good. Nothing, nothing uh, groundbreaking new. But I would like to start Superman and Wonder Woman. Yes. Now this is a book that we easily could have gotten this smaltzy romance, kind of crappy Superman Wonder Woman fan fiction sort of thing. But thankfully, Charles Soule, Thank one of God. our favorite writers, is involved, and I guess they're building up to something between that and Action Comics and maybe. Dude. Dude, that's that's thirty. Okay, and it's kind of carrying on the story in uh, action comics with the soldiers, mm-hmm. sort of ghost soldiers and all that. Yes. So this last issue that I read, where basically um, they had already done their little Wonder Twins activate uh, a nuclear blast. Yeah, they yes. they saved up all their energy being slapped around by Zod and uh, not Ursa, but Feora. Yeah. And then unleash the nuclear blast and you know, all that. Like, like they deal with the after effects of that, which is you know serious because mm-hmm. you know Wonder Woman's screwed. She literally has to go to like who who she go to some her, her cast out Amazon. Yeah, sister, one of the only ones left. Yeah, so to like treat that wound, and then Superman's got to like go back and replenish his little uh, tanning bed of solitude. Yes. So they deal with all that, and yeah, they still have a couple little character beats. They go to like a nightclub, I think, where they're going to like the. It's very, it's very rounded for which for Superman and Wonder Woman. That's kind of funny. You, yeah, but you know what it reminds you know what it it, it really demonstrates. What's that? No matter who Superman is with, he's fucking boring as all hell. Oh, see, and that's you know, but that's that's I don't just find the luck it of boring. the draw. Him. He is a stick in the mud. I don't see. No, okay. I've never been dancing okay. before. Here's the thing. Okay, I have to. I have to challenge you because I'm not saying I'm Superman. By no means am I saying that. I'm just gonna put that out there. But if there I are, were Superman, there are many times I probably be a bear. Well, that's for sure. But there are many times where I have that feeling where I am a man out of time. I am a stranger in a strange land. Now you're land. Captain America. Whatever. 
I don't fit into those situations well. You've seen me. No. Yeah, I, it's adorable. So, but that's how I relate. And it's not that it's such a stick in the mud, I'm fuddy-duddy. It's not that. It's just when you lead a life that is very sheltered or very sort of vanilla, you, you just, you know, when you get into these new experiences, it, it, it is... It's off-putting. Yeah. So I relate to what Superman goes through, but I'm impressed that he puts himself out there. For Wonder Woman in this case, or whatever, for whatever you know, situation. And, you know, kind of goes with the flow. He doesn't try to... It, sold him right up such that he's like so of so much of a boy scout. Yeah. Like, he, he fits in okay. But yeah, it's off-putting. So you're kind of like... Oh. So I've been really impressed with that. I'm very interested in what they're going to do with Doomed. Which is Doomsday! It's Doomsday, but it's not the Doomsday we know. No. They're doing a different thing, which is really good, because mm-hmm. I did not want to see that all the way through. Now, um, the other book of DCs, I mentioned Action Comics, that was also very good. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Batman Eternal number one came out. It started this weekly, episodic, very group, communal, writed, or written, um, sort of story that they're telling that's going to be a very big game changer for Batman. Yeah. And I I liked what I, what I read. I The art was not bad. It wasn't anything that I... It's not as distinctive as Capullo on, on Batman. No. It's got a very kind of muddy sort of hue thing. But it was, it's good. And it basically had Jim Gordon, a paragon of virtue, by pretty much any standard, arrested or evidently trying to kill somebody who, at least from our perspective as the audience, we know he saw something. But from the outside perspective, he was just shooting shit. Yeah. So it really is kind of now this story of Batman and and Ellen and we also jumped ahead and saw what Batman on like a, he's all tied up Bond style on a friggin' St. Andrew's Cross or whatever. At Stone, at Stonewall. Oh, that's right. He's on the, uh, at the bat scene. And, like, we know that somebody is abusing the hell out of him. Probably not Catwoman. You know, maybe. And, like, bad shit's coming. And this is the bad start. Bad shit has it. happened. Yeah, well, right. Well, it's coming from from uh, Jim Gordon, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But the way the book is open, bad shit has happened. Mm-hmm. That's um, true. That's true. So I'm very excited. I'm very interested. I, I, I like the new character, but they really drove home the point that this is the new Jim Gordon because we're taking him off the chessboard. Yeah. Especially that one panel where they're like looking at each other, they're meeting for the first time. I'm like, give it a rest, guys. We're not, we're not done. Well, and I don't think at any point is Jim going to not be Jim Gordon. So this is all. What? Just so that shake things up. I don't know. So, um, in DC, otherwise, not a whole lot going on. I mean, there's all kinds of um, Swamp Thing is still great. Yeah, Wonder Woman is is gearing up for her big, big. summer, you know, battle for Olympus, right? Um, which has not been disappointing at all. No, that's still been consistent, but we know that's coming to a close. I will tell you, Green Lantern. I read that last issue, and I was like. We need to move on. This story is. I I will say this though. I do love Mogo being their home world. I actually really like that whole shtick. Uh-huh. And I would be honestly fine if you just sat if you had stories set on Mogo, a 
exploring that world. Even though yeah. Mogo used to not talk and now he does or whatever. Like, that's interesting to me. Seeing the core based out of a, of a mobile planet. That's interesting to me. Seeing this other group that sort of doesn't like the Green Lanterns because of this, that, or the other reason, it's a little, it's a little too much space drama. No, it's not even space drama. It's just I, I, I see what you, the, with uh, Robert Venditti's getting it. I see it. Yeah, I see it. I just don't think it's. You know what I think it is? I think it's the dialogue. The dialogue seems, talking. yeah, very it's talking. just it's very static. There's not enough action. Yes. There's not enough. Like he he needs to pick up the pace. Do you know what? That's I, what's killing his book. Lights I, out was great. Oh, lights out was good. But one of my favorite Green Lantern representations recently was the animated series, and it had Hal Jordan being a cocky son of a bitch, but being a hero, and the dialogue was nowhere near as dry and as. In fact, I would be thrilled if they brought in that character. What was the name? Um, Oh, shoot. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, but no. I think Joshua and I were going to Of course, yeah. Um, no, but Eric watched it too. Eric, no. Oh, okay. I'm neither of those people. Yeah, no, no. I just, that was cool. It was cool the whole dynamic. Bitch. Um... <laughs> So, but but no, DC. Um, other than the fact that, like you mentioned, Forever Evil has been delayed. They have jacked that series. So, but they they really screwed themselves over by hiring like, David Finch. Yeah, like, well, yes. But the the thing is that I've always been of the opinion: if you are doing a big event, when you solicit, you need to be pretty much Done. like a month. No, the first solicit. Oh. You should be done with your event yeah. a month from being out. When you print your first issue, if you're like a, a, a five, six, or seven issue event, your sixth one should be coming into the office to be edited and proofread and all of that. Especially if it's tying into the rest of everything. Yeah. It, it, I'm, I'm a firm believer. Anytime I hear that a big flagship is the way I felt about a human, which was all right. And I, we will get to that when we we'll Marvel. That, yeah. I feel like you should be done. Mm-hmm. There should never, ever be a reason why your big summer get them in and get them good event is late. No. So there's two perspectives to this. One is the person like myself, a a buyer of comics, where you have major story beats now either delayed or 
coming in out of order. And in, in continuity like comics, that's 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 a no. And you have a retailer's perspective where you are expecting to sell at a certain schedule because you know what's yeah. been solicited and because you know what you've expended more money to order and then oh well actually it's gonna be delayed. And then it just it throws a monkey wrench into it. Like as we film this, this is April fourteenth. We don't really like the date, like actual so, but it's April fourteenth. Yeah, whatever. Forever Evil doesn't come out to like May twenty first, which by then the way DC is doing it is there's going to be many many issues that have come out that deal in a post Forever Evil environment. So you can either as a, I mean as a realtor you're going to sell. You're not going to yeah, sell. Yeah, no, we're totally. Gonna sell but them. as a consumer, then you could choose. Well, I guess I will spoil one. Uh, or I, I'll just wait. But you know what? Off. But the solicits screw you over because we know Dick Grayson will survive as Grayson. Oh, see, I didn't like know that's that. what that book is. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Okay, I'm sorry. Grayson, that's the new book, and Damien's coming back. Surprise! Well, that the Omega fact, Rising falling. The fact that Tomasi has been extending that slowly through Batman and Robin. You mean dragging the dead corpse behind his car? Like that never shocked me or should have surprised me. Now, I, I, at the same time, I will be saying I'm very happy. I love, I really, really, really love this. I'm, I'm okay with that. Now, we did find out today that Multiversity from Grant Morrison, speaking of Damien and Grant Morrison, like that is actually finally going to happen in August. So, wow. well, yeah. But I'm excited about that because I love Morrison. Even if he demands Sherlock characters that can, you know, we all know will come right back. Um, Animal Man ended. Yep. No, actually, I heard from, I think iFanboy was talking about it. I said it was a really good, strong ending. Yeah, it was. I, I want to go read it, and I'm actually very excited about, as much as I've been kind of like, eh, about Justice League uh, of America with the freaking fire, uh, star girl and, and Martian Manhattan. Good God. And then, um, even the Dark, which is still going, but I just dark, read the last you issue. You know what hurt Dark? Because it got dragged, Co- Dark and Constantine got dragged into the light. Yeah. Which was far too long, oh far God. too many issues. I'm gonna read it all together, but I, I just it does a cool thing in that it kind of brings together all the magical elements of the new fifty two. Yeah, I mean, Nanda Parabat shows up in the last issue, and I'm like, I just know what I did. again. Yeah, I don't know. but I mean, it, it's I just I don't care. Problem with the new fifty two is a lot of the representations of characters I used to really love, I just don't care. So seeing what they're doing, I'm like, oh, that's. Uh, but Justice League United is like, yeah, I am very excited, excited about yeah. that. I did just finish Trillium, uh, mm-hmm. and that's not DC proper, but it's Vertigo, Vertigo. so we'll talk about it. I did thoroughly enjoy the ending. To that. I did. It does not end in a way where you're like, oh, that's so romantic. But then it's sort of the way it is, kind of romantic. Uh, so. Sort of. That's very. Final, but not final. But yeah. it actually is final, and that's probably what happened. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's 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 interesting, and I never did. I don't, there's like elements of that story that I kind of got lost on, but now that I've seen how yeah. the wake is still the wake is great. excellent. Yeah, just uh, so good, such a good story, such a good world building, and such good art, and the mystery Sean now. Murphy. Oh, Sean Murphy's amazing, but the 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 mystery of what the signal is, mm-hmm. like that's a really cool draw. Especially given that you've seen the source of the signal, sort of, in that first four issues. Like, because yeah. that's there, there's a personal stake. It's not just a mystery. Mm-hmm. Like, I could have easily seen him starting at issue five or six, or whenever the, 
the jump happens. Yeah. But you wouldn't have had that personal stake without reading those first few. Yes. So, so I'm very excited about that. Um, yeah. And sticking with Snyder, but ending with that, it, uh, ending with this is American Vampire is back after their very long hiatus. I have not read that. Is that good? It is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, not much has happened, but we're beginning to see glimpses of what's to come, which is always exciting. And, you know, honestly, from what I've seen, it's, it's more like an Anne uh, Rice sort of vampire. It's, it's, there's lots of cultural influence. It's lots of, not just your traditional Dracula yeah, vampire. No, 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 no. It's a little that. more involved. In, um, all right. Marvel. Now, Marvel is going through all new Marvel now. And as such, we had a lot of new number ones. Yes. I've not read all of them, but I guess you have. I have. Uh, how's Iron Fist? Iron Fist is it's great. The art is gorgeous. If you're not a fan of no two Marvel books looking alike, right. you're not gonna like. Like you're, you're. If you want some type of uniformity, right? You're not gonna get it with a house style. If you will. It, yeah, it is very stylized, just like Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's very dark. Get that in the the color choices. You get that in the material they're addressing. You get that in the tone of the book. I could see this book as a max title. Yeah. Um, it's not. It it that first issue kind of takes it to that fine line, but it, it was it was very good. I'm going to enjoy it, and that's what Eric and I were talking about. We love that Marvel now and all new Marvel now has gotten us to read. Characters that he and I would have never read before. Punisher, incredibly strong. I read the first issue of Elektra. While I, while it's good, it's it's a little kind of like confusing for me. Right. And I can follow things pretty. But yeah, like Iron Fist is great. Is it, it does up. it have anything to do with the Chinese sort of uh, martial arts film that Fraction was doing a few years ago, or is it um, very different? I don't know yet. Okay. Too early. Yeah, it's okay. too early to tell. Now, Ghost Rider is another book that's, again, visually very different, very mm-hmm. distinct. Um, I've heard mixed things. Some people said that the story kind of was a little slow to develop. It's only had two issues. Well, but, but just in the, I don't know, they said the pacing was weird. And I guess the new shtick with this, the new Ghost Rider is he can ride anything. It's not just a bike. It's not just a whatever. We haven't seen that. Okay. What we've seen is that that car is haunted. Okay. And that's, I think, how he gets, you know, the aspect of becoming the new ghost. Oh, so it is you, the car. Uh huh. Um, and you read that in the, the second issue came out, right? Might this week. Yes, um, it did. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, I'm not reading. It is, it is, it is good that I can understand the pacing issue in the first, uh, the first issue that came out. But once you got past that initial issue and they set up what the stakes are, who this character is, what their personality is like, what their core values are, that's what you got in that first issue. Uh-huh. And at the end of it, bam, Ghost Rider. Oh, okay. okay. So um, so with the first two together, you kind of see... Yeah, and things are, okay. things are a little crazy, but I... I like I the really art like style it. a lot. It's the guy who did Luther Strode. Track more. Yeah. Didn't he come by the store? Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't get to go see him. I didn't get to go see he, him. Too, he did look attractive. Yeah. Okay. So, um, 
another new uh, number one, kind of, is inhuman. Because again, mm-hmm. Fraction in this case was going to do this space opera thing. And then, whatever reason, editorial, well, who knows, he walked away from it and Soul took it over. Yes. But they kept Joe Mad, the original artist. And the only thing about it I didn't like. Here, let me be honest. Um, the writing is fine. The story is interesting. Joe Mad's art, Joe Madura, from the 90s, you guys all, or yeah. late, late 90s, it's not very colorful. No. And I think one of the hallmarks of his art used to be not just the crazy lines and the extreme whatever, but he had a very colorful, uh, whoever colored it. And now it's very dark. Yeah. And I don't know that that serves his art well. Because mm-hmm. they did this with the Ultimates. It was the um, third volume of the Ultimates where he did the art. It's just so muddy. Maybe I didn't care for it as much. Oh, Joe Matt's style is more like shady. Well, sure. No, I'm not saying it's not. I, I, I'm sure he could work with other colorists, but in my sort of like remembering his art style and going back even and looking at it, Age of all, uh, Age of Apocalypse, you know, Alpha and Omega mm. scenes with the art style. I remember the color coming through in conjunction with his art and being very effective. Whereas this, I, I it's, just, it's just not what I expected. Um, but the story was interesting. I, I love seeing Medusa as a badass. Yeah. Um, it's definitely picking up very, very much seamlessly from what's come before that Fraction wrote. Um, I don't feel like there's a huge disparity. Uh, here's what I'm saying. I've waited for this book since I heard about it early of last year. And so, or, you know, mid last year. So I feel like I've been waiting eight to nine, ten months for this book. And I don't know if I built it up in my head. And then when I read, which was fine, yeah. wasn't just, it, it didn't like, it didn't scream soul to me. And I, and I wonder if it's because it was, we know it was rewritten. We know the next couple of issues and what was mapped out mm-hmm. is pretty much what Charles Soul is going to have to do. Yeah. I'm excited to one, read what Fraction wrote. Right. Because that one shot was great. And then see where Soul takes it. Yes. Because it it's of my understanding that if you're handed a book that you initially didn't pitch and you have to take it over, that first story arc is pretty much set in stuff. Yeah. So editorial is kind of said, no, this is what we want. And you, you have to make it work. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. There's going to be a bit of a transition but, before. Yeah. But after that, oh. No, and I'm I'm hopeful that they've introduced some really interesting topics there. So, um, real quick, you know, Jean Grey, the trial of Jean Grey ended. And, and there's a, a lovely video that Eric recorded in his bathtub with Pat, being that they are the resident Jean Grey experts and magical. And that'll be up on YouTube when this is out. So if you care to see a personal look at the trial of Jean Grey, you should definitely go check that out on the YouTube channel. Again, if you can't find it, go on our website, go on our Facebook, you'll find it in the show notes here as well. But they did kind of move to the next step beyond that with the all-new X-Men, issue number 25, which had a very indie art sort of uh, look at Jean Grey. Yes. And, and some of the other characters. And what was fascinating about it... But it was with Wolverine. Or Wolf, yeah, 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 exactly. Because yeah. we've been following that like 
webcomic for a little while. Oh, I love that webcomic. It's hilarious because Gene is so lazy. But, um, like, seeing that artist got some time in this mm-hmm. issue was really cool. And Ben just wrote a very interesting, you know, sort of like, basically, so Gene Gray. The Watcher's a dick. Well, the Watcher's a dick. Whatever. But Gene Gray and her normal timeline had a lot of adversity, and it was through the X-Men and through Professor X and, 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 and sort of that sort of environment that she learned to control what she could. And that she only became the Phoenix because of Phoenix. Like, like that was a huge thing to kind of help limit her scope. Bendis is now putting forward, well, what if that wasn't there? What if she didn't have as good of a sort of a family structure? What if she didn't have the roots that the X-Men really gave her as the X-Men? And she's kind of now in this different world without Professor X, without that control. What does she become? A monster. So he's already put forward the Zorna thing out in the future. Mm -hmm. And then we've seen the brief flash of that like weird pink glowy Gene at the end of Trial of Gene Gray. Oh, where her telekinetic and uh, telepathic abilities yep. just merge together yep. into like a full psionic form yep. like Amara. Mm-hmm. So, this issue is basically... Magma! Uh, she's a psychic magma. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's the Watcher saying, hey, Henry, hey, uh, East, look at what you've done. You are... You're terrible person. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Basically, like, fuck you. You really screwed up this time. Uh, it's all on you now. Which is interesting. And it's a very different thing. I'm Being a big Beast fan, I'm kind of not thrilled with it. But, you know, hey, whatever. Everybody gets to have their... Everyone has to be dragged. Of course, of course. So, it, it's really exciting. So, But if you want to hear more about the actual... She's problem, a monster. She's a monster. I love Silver Surfer. Yes. I love All Red's Art. And Dan Slott. Yes. Especially that one shot of the crazy planet thing. The two-page spread. But basically, it's Doctor Who as Mm -hmm. a Silver Surfer. He's got a companion now where he's in the process of acquiring one. And, yeah, I love it. I mean, I've always been a big Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer is one of those characters when I first got into comics. My brother and I, I think actually it was my brother more than me, would get the Silver Surfer issue. That was more than Guy. But I would read his Silver Surfer, and I I, I have the run now from the 90s, Starling, Ron Lim, and all that. And this isn't that by any means. No. But it's with Allred doing the art, and with Dan Slott, he has a real fun sense about him. Like, it's going to be a fun little adventure. Yes, it is. I am very much looking forward to seeing why this chick, who I can't remember her name, but why is she the most important person in the Silver Surfer. Like, what is that relationship? It's very Doctor Who in that you kind of know a little bit ahead of time because of the tiny whininess. But what's going to happen next? Like, what's this cause? What's this relationship going to turn into? And it's also neat to have a Silver Surfer who has a little bit more of a personality than just yeah. being above it all. I'm Nora Red, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I much prefer a Silver Surfer who has some skin in the game, so mm-hmm. to speak. Very excited about that. Now, did you read Daredevil 1.5? I did. I read the, I haven't read one. I read 1.5. Okay. Now, 1.5 is cool because it's sort of an unexpected 50th issue. But they call it 1.5 because it really doesn't advance the story. But it doesn't flash forward to him having a child and 
foggy with hair? Yeah. I didn't quite understand that. I, I don't know if that was... It's a feature. Yeah, it's a thing. But it's cool because it's a storyline where basically he's fighting these sort of legacy adversaries. Uh, I think it's the owl's daughter yeah. or something. But everybody goes blind. And he's this sort of, you know, whereas before he was, you know, he's blind, he's got a superpower, whatever. Now he's like in this world of blind people, including his son, I think. Yeah. And he has to figure out what's going on and all this stuff. And it was really kind of a cool sort of, you know, like Marvel, look forward to the future of what could be. Yeah. It I never like will be, but what could be. Um, so I really enjoyed that. That was really cool. Um, and I love having the San Francisco. I'm, I'm very excited for the continuation of that story. So mm-hmm. um, that was really good. Um, that's what Marvel books I remember. The Avengers books are fine. Yeah, they're kind of going on doing their thing. Uh, New, New Avengers. Avengers. I mean, finally they got off that whole. Oh, it's another parallel world. Oh, it's another parallel. You know that got really annoying and repetitive. Mm-hmm. Now that they're moving that story forward and they're doing, and you're seeing like, you know, okay, so in the last issue. Where you find the the map makers, mm-hmm. the one with the mask, yep. the gold mask, yep. and you realize that's just fucking Doctor Strange. They are their own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Doctor Strange needed to use this incredible power source, wow. which he went to the throne to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that in the end, something that the Illuminati did mm-hmm. is causing all of this issue. Wow, that's dark. <laughs> and you know what? And, and and this is this is just a speculation. Uh-huh. But when you see like the, there are constants like Black Swan is uh-huh. always coming in and out. She pretended like she didn't know them, but she does. It's either an Illuminati, and we've seen different variations of them on another world. Uh-huh. But I would really, really want to see it's something that our Illuminati did. That's caused all of this destruction. I mean, that makes sense from where he's coming from. It's really dark. I want it. I mean, no, I think it's, it's, a, it's a good... Where do you go from there, though? What do you I, do? I leave it up to Hickman. Hickman can do it. Yeah. I just... I love it. It's a great idea, and I hope you're right, but it, I, what do you do next? Yeah. How, do you, how do you salvage these characters? Like, I'm interested to see what Strange and Captain America's, you know roles are in original sin because it seems like one of those sins might be hey we wiped Captain America's memory about such and such like that's got to come like Batman but um I I'm I'm a big Doctor Strange fan so I I'm I'm sad if he is the ultimate source of yeah um and another Marvel book before we jump off Marvel She Hulk hilarious I I didn't mean to write this down so She Hulk I mean this is Soul's best stuff I think. Because it's it's first of all, Polito's art's amazing. Um, very not your traditional like again, no Marvel book looks the same. No. But uh Soul has been able to craft a very entertaining lawyer book. I mean, she is she's a lawyer in a certain sense, but she's doing things that are very what you expect lawyers to do. Um but as a fantastic thing. Like the court element, I just served on jury duty, and some of this stuff is sort of like fresh in my brain. But like, you know, she's doing that stuff. Yeah. But then also she's fighting Doom, yeah, which is pretty awesome, and, and it's funny. That's the other thing. You know, she's got Margaret Cho as her assistant, which is hilarious. With a magic monkey. What? Uh, Margaret Cho. Uh, 
Well, yeah, this actually this is sort of pre weight loss market show, but yep. no, just like this this magical hey, hey. combination of plus size Asian woman plus monkey, sort of being her little assistants and making things happen, however they do. Yeah, uh, it's really cool. Yeah, um, I I'm like that book. Very and excited. sadly, Superior Spider-Man is ending. And now all you fucking bitches and moaners can get your goddamn boring Peter back. I only started picking up the book when it was Superior. I think I dipped in briefly, whatever. But I'm far more interested in flawed Dr. Octopus yeah. Spider-Man than I am in, oh, Peter Parker. And, you know, that's just how I've always been. Like, I've always not been, a, I've never been a big Spider-Man fan because I just didn't really care. But with Octopus, it kind of gave me a reason to care. And now that's over. Yeah. So, I'm uh, unless they do a thing, which I think they're still going to do, where there's a little bit of Dr. Octopus left, Maybe. maybe I don't know. Like I'm maybe looking it's like forward to Spider Verse, so at least I can know some characters. No, that's cool too. But that those last two pages uh-huh. of the last appearance of Spider Man uh-huh. gave everyone like people was like it gave me chills. I'm like it gave me exactly what I did want. Yeah. You take off this damaged old suit, yeah, and what do you do? You bring out the old web shooters yeah. and the old spandex, and I'm just gonna go out there and give it my all. <laughs> I know, it was very corny, but we all knew it was corny. Yeah, I know. Now, I will say also, and this isn't on the list, I forgot about it, Uncanny Avengers, ballsy fucking story. Yeah, I, I love it. I love it because we know it's going to be retconned, we know it's going to be completely run undone by the uh, Dr. Dooms or um, Kang. Kang's, whatever the hell he's calling that group. Time Masters. Yeah. Like, they're, they're pretty much Time Like, we know it's going to come back, and it's going to be all on set, obviously, but it's still freaking awesome to see a world of mutants in space, Planet X, with all that shit. I'm very excited about this. I'm also excited about Recommenders' take on Captain America, the Dr. Mind Bubble, which ties sort of into the movie. They have the giant helicarrier or whatever. It's good. And then the Winter Soldier, Bitter March, is an awesome backstory on Winter Soldier. And again, it ties into the to the fact that right now Winter Soldier is sort of an unknown commodity. A lot of people are like, well, who's this Winter Soldier guy? This is a great book if you don't know what he becomes, but you want to know more about who he was. And the art's beautiful, and the story is interesting, so I'm very excited that that is a, a thing. Alright, let's finish off some indie books, because there are a few. We've already talked about The Wake. Yes, we actually did talk about The Wake. Black Science. Fucked up sliders! Oh my god, the family dynamics, and then, I don't know if Sliders ever did it's, this. It's Sliders meets Lost in Space. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. You, we just got that Swiss family Robinson. But you also now have people. an alternate dimension version of the father and mother who want to take the kids because they think that that incarnation is fucked up and done something terrible, and so they come into play. And maybe, I don't remember if they get killed or not, but might be a sort of ongoing sort of foil. I, I don't know. But, like, it's, it's hey, the art's beautiful. Like, the Scalera. Yes. Like, the art is just so cool. It's cross-hatchy at times, a little rough, but just really interesting. And then it's giving Remender a chance to tell crazy science fiction adventures. Yeah. So, I'm, I alternate world, you know, slider style. So, I'm very excited about that. Uh, I wanted to mention some Hickman books here because I think we need to, we need to 
You need to have an intervention. For Hickman? For Hickman. Specifically on what type? Both Manhattan Projects and East and West. No, Manhattan Projects is fine. It's not that it's not fine. It just, it took a turn. It's telling this bigger story yeah. arc, and it's taking a while. Originally, okay, so here's the thing. Originally, Manhattan Projects was a very fun, one-and-done, crazy zany story. And at some point, Hickman realized, oh, wait, I don't write that way. I write crazy long, involved storytelling, such that he has gone now, I think, four issues, pretty much telling the same story from four different perspectives, or at least progressing it so little that I think Oppenheimer has died like three times or yeah. something. Like, it's been so That's what it feels slow. Like. Yes. And again, if this was East of West, if this was another story, like I'm used to it, I would have been okay with it. But And I, I'm thrilled that Nick Tara and Ryan Brown, two lovely men, have had a great chance to tell some amazing stories in, in the in visual form because that's that they do it's great. But I just feel like shit or get off the pot. You just killed Oppenheimer, which was the big bad, pretty much. Which is funny because in the one issue we realized, oh, he was the big bad, and then his old self, the good brother, the one we all know from history, kinda of reasserted himself and then bam. But like I just wanted to move on. I wanna know it's getting there. Where it's going. We're getting there. So, and, you know, you have, like, what, Albert Einstein, I think, his original. Yeah, Einstein, back. real Einstein. Real back. Einstein comes back. That's cool. Um, so I just wanted to move on. I want, I want to know what's next. Now, East of West, I love. I love the art. Amazing. Great story. And it's so intricate. So many factions that I think the only thing about this is hurting me is they jump around. Yeah. And I don't have a good sense of the three. I know there's this whole end of the world thing and the chosen and there's all these and and I feel like in this last issue we sort of had sort of the lining up of the different forces. Yeah. Including the The Atlas Nation. No no no, they were cool. But what was the Black Nation called? Oh, the the Kingdom. That was cool too. And I was like, it's so weird because there's this whole clone thing and like the the one guy and he has the different clones and there's like one of the clones is more legitimate. And the they're other one's like his assistant. Is it, is it, are they all they're sons? sons? Oh, they're yeah. not clones. They're brothers. Oh, they're brothers. Okay. They probably are clones, but... I... But, like, it's so cool to have these different political factions sort of lining up. But again, it's, let's move on. Let's get the storyline going, because... Do you not realize that Hickman had, like, eight volumes of Avengers and 17 volumes of FF before we all got our payout? And wasn't it great? Like, didn't it solidify ourselves I, I, in it? I, I didn't the, we complain during it? Would you rather go back? Would you rather have Hickman's Fantastic Four and FF now? Or James Robinson's Fantastic oh, Four, which no, I don't give a ah. fuck about. And it's awful. It's awful. I am the biggest Hickman apologist you. But I feel like we're at a critical juncture right now where if he doesn't start to tell... Even Give Avengers, them one or two, one or two issues, you'll be fine. Even Avengers, I feel like it's like the the adaptoids. I'm not very caring about. I want to go back to Rogue Planet. Yeah, that was amazing, and it was Rogue Planet number one. It was, should have been fucking adaptoids number. One. Yeah. Anyway, um, I love Hickman. I really do. We all know this. I'm just getting, and I don't, I, and I say this because I'm not the only one. I've heard several people yeah, who no, are I, very much on board 
to give Hickman the benefit of the doubt. But when it starts to feel like we're vamping, we're vamping, we're not getting there, that's when it's Yeah. Um, another indie book that just came out, Snapshot. Did you read that? it? I, I heard it. I actually heard it on my fanboy. It was, it's, it was good. It's really good. It's a lot of fun. Set on a more fantastic Earth than ours. And this girl comes from a long line of adventurers, and they discover things. They're they're like Indiana Jones, um, like yeah. a family of Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. And she doesn't necessarily want to do it. She has done it. There's a history and secret to this family. It gave me very Bloodstones. Like, I feel like they're the Bloodstones, but they're actually just adventurers. They don't have to do it. Even though Avengers Undercover is great. We did not mention Moon Moon Knight's great. Warren Ellis is fantastic. The second issue impressed me to go in. Yeah. And I feel bad for missing this because first issue, I was a little on the fence. Oh, I was down. Second issue, though. Oh. If you're not reading Moon Knight, really do yourselves a favor. And any of the new number ones that just came out for Marvel, pick them up. Yeah. Even though Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel, like, Miss Marvel's better than Captain Marvel. I'm sorry, Kelly Sue DeConnick. I really like you. It's just, I just, uh, yeah, but um, um, but yeah, that's that. But snapshot, pick it up. It's gorgeous and fun. I'm very excited about comics right now. The problem is there should be so many good ones. Yeah, we're in a golden age. At least Marvel and Image. The rest, you know, Marvel and Image. No, it's solid. Uh, profit is pretty good too. I'm gonna have to borrow. But again, just like Hickman, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, that's always the profit. Shit. Don't stop don't. smoking up the dope and just write the end or let's shake things up and start again. Because we're still going on this long cosmic journey that will never end. Yeah. And take side trips. That's Quick honorable mentions. All new ultimates. It was great. It, no, I mean, it was fine. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. It's fine. Brian with Star Wars is still one of my favorite books to read. I need to catch up. It's, I have them. Oh, it's so good. Up. They do this like uh, they do this one cover. It's Princess Bride. I saw yeah, that. That was really it's great. I love it. Um, and that's pretty much. Sex is good. Sex Criminals is good if you like this sort of. Rat Queens coming back. Saga is coming back. So, uh, if you would like to send us an email, you can reach us at info. Or question at a flame on show. Sorry. Sweet. Now we are blowing up the Twitter, mm-hmm. as you probably already heard. We uh we met some drag queens. Yes, we did. It's been a very exciting time for us in the RuPaul Drag Race, as you heard in our special report uh, of RuPaul's Drag Race, state state of the drag. So Twitter's blowing up mm-hmm. at Flame On Podcast. Yep, at Flame On Podcast. And of course, Flame On Show on Facebook and FlameOnShow dot com on I think. Uh, I don't know what it is about my brain. I think I think I I, I, I what do you call that? The mainline? Like, yes. I can what that correct. We're not on that yet. No, we're not. We're on Nerdy Show. Uh-huh. And we love Nerdy Show. Yes, we do. And we are on the Nerdy Show site. If you go to flameonshow.com, it gets you to the Nerdy Show site where we are hosting. Yes. And if you're listening to us now, you probably already knew that. Mm-hmm. But we're going to say it anyway. Yes, we are. Uh Next time we record, uh, there's going to be some very interesting drag-related stuff again. Yes. We'll have a little bit more RuPaul, and we'll have another Drag from Hispanics coming very soon. Mm-hmm. If you would like to have any questions you want us to ask, not just our normal drag queens uh, a lot, but if you'd be glad to 
certainly any question you have for them, but any question you have for us. I feel like we've misplaced and lost that interaction we have with our fans. True. I mean, we still interact with fans. No, on Twitter we have been, yeah. and then Facebook too. And actually, I, I really should say that Facebook, we can have a lot of good interaction, but please keep it up. We would like to have more of that in the future if you have specific relationship questions, comic book questions, anything really you would like to ask us. And add it in the subject line, attention, blame on cast, otherwise I'm like, I don't know this person's probably fan, it's probably you, heartbleed. You know, if you just if you send it to Facebook, send it to Twitter. Uh-huh, that'll if work. You, if you carpet bomb us, we'll get it. Yeah. Because we all check the difference. Oh, and the next time you hear us, you're using Get it right, get it tight. I, I mean, right, get it tight. This year for Gay Days, I don't know what's going to happen. Like two years ago, we did a live uh, booth. Like we had a whole exhibit. We did Jared was selling art. We had a live recording. We really did it up. This year, or, or two years, or last year, I should say, it was not as much. And we really just kind of said, yeah, what's Gay Days? This year, I don't know what we're going to do. Nah. Well, I, I know what I'm going to do. I, well, and we'll talk about that later. Hashtag Immoral Aura. Flame off. Thanks for listening to Flame On, a podcast made possible by Powder Milk Biscuits, the ones in the blue box, a comic shop, Nerdapalooza, and the generous support of tops and bottoms like you. If you want to be one of our sugar daddies, you can help out by telling a cute single friend about us, reviewing us on iTunes, or putting some dollars down our digital G-string in our monthly support drive. For more ridiculously entertaining and socially enlightening episodes of Flame On, as well as other fine programs, head on over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to Flame On and all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via iTunes. And be sure to find us on Twitter at Flame On Podcast or Facebook on our Flame On fan page. And make sure to check out FlameOnShow.com for more nerdy queer in your ear. Ooh, girl, you got C-Mail. 